0: We now bring in our Arizona Cardinals beat writer who was sitting. I don't know if it was front row, but he was sitting pretty darn close to where Jonathan Gannon was sitting at his press for Thursday. He is Tyler Drake, and he joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. What was the view like on Thursday, Ty? What was your perception from everything that Jonathan Gannon had to say on Thursday?
1: Well, thanks for having me on, guys. And yeah, second row, not first row. First oh, row was for so the uh, was for the family and the players, but but uh, got the next best seat. So <laughs> yeah, you know, for, uh, for from my standpoint, I can say one thing: confidence was there, and I think that's a big one for just flipping the switch on what we saw the last year and turning it around, giving a first year head coach the reins. And even though it's this is his first time in this role, he really you know conveyed himself well really, uh, I thought, commanded the room of just what he wanted to get out. And he, he didn't shy away from questions. He actually answered some probably more than he probably needed to. So I thought that was a, a step in the right direction for sure. I mean, introductory press conferences, you can't really, I don't think you can't really do too badly, but you, there's, there's certainly a way where you can leave people wanting more. And I think he definitely delivered on that part.
2: I thought it was cool that Kyler Murray and some of his teammates showed up, too, for the press conference. We saw the video on the Cardinals' Twitter account of uh, Coach being told, Hey, Kyler's in the locker room. Oh, cool, I want to go meet that guy. Um, hopefully their relationship is starting to form now at this point. I think the question that a lot of people are asking, though, Ty, is because Jonathan Gannon is a defensive-minded head coach, defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles before... Who is going to be the guy that he's going to bring in to run this offense? So, what are some of the candidates possibly for offensive coordinator?
1: Yeah, there's a couple guys. Uh, Drew Petzing is one of them. Uh, Cleveland Browns quarterbacks coach. We got uh, Drew Terrell, who's actually a local from uh, Mesa, I believe. And uh, yeah, there's uh, Joel Thomas as well, and then Troy Walters, uh, actually former Cardinal. So there's a couple guys. You know, none. Uh, all of them are either wide receivers coaches, running backs coaches, quarterbacks coaches. So. You can definitely see maybe that up-and-comer type role. I really like Drew Petzing from my own kind of research. I think it's just his kind of trajectory there. I think if you look at what Jacoby Brissett did in Cleveland, that was a that was a really big positive for him. I think if he could have got a full season, it would have been one of his better seasons. So, you know, if you can mold a guy like that, why couldn't you come in here and, and help get Kyler Murray back on track or at least get whoever's going to be taking the reins over while he's still getting rehabbed you know, get them to the next level. So I'm really interested to see what they do with him. And also they work together. They, uh, you know, they worked in Minnesota for a couple of years, him and uh, Gannon. So there's also some connection there. So as a first year guy, first time head coach, you want to bring in somebody that you know, somebody that's going to share your vision. And I think that's, that fits right in line.
2: Do any of them have play calling experience? Because that's increasingly difficult to find in a coordinator candidate. Now that a lot of head coaches around the league they do it themselves. Like when Bruce Arians was here, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVeigh, it's hard to find coordinator candidates that call plays. Do any of these guys have that experience? You know, from what I've seen, I
1: don't believe so. Maybe here and there, but I don't think it was a, uh, you know, we're going to hand you the reins and you take it over. So there might have been some instances, but for the most part, I think they were, they were pretty much locked in just, you know, working with their position groups.
0: Tyler Drake, our Arizona Cardinals lead writer for ArizonaSports.com, joining us here on Arizona Sports Saturday. Ty, I'm I'm sure it was understood by many, but the decision to let Vance Joseph go, the decision to let Sean Jefferson go, and I'm sure they won't be the last former Cardinals coaches to uh, not be retained, I should say. What did you think of the decision, and do you think it was the right decision to let both of them go? Well, you know,
1: I think both of those two guys, you know, hats off to them. I thought they did be- Good jobs in their positions. Uh, I thought Sean Jefferson really was a leader of men for what he needed to do. And, and I think we saw that in Hard Knocks, Vance Joseph, same thing. Uh, you know, they were great, you know, talking with the media. They they gave us, you know, information that we could really use to our benefit. So that was awesome from that standpoint. But overall, I thought they did a good job. And I think both of them will land on their feet somewhere. Uh, I, where that is, I'm not sure. But also, you got to look at it. If they want to go to a clean slate, let it be a clean slate. And I think that's kind of the. The method right now, I think Jonathan Gannon, this is his team, let it. Let him build it with people he knows, people he wants around, people who share the vision. Uh, you know, he hadn't met Vance until, I think, right after a press conference, so he didn't really know Vance, in the, and clearly it appeared that their vision probably didn't mesh exactly how Gannon would have liked, so that leads to the reported release. But yeah, it's a clean slate. I think you've got to take it as a clean slate. I don't think this will be the last, like you said, the last Cardinals coach to get let go. So it'll just be kind of a wait and see of who's going and who's coming back in to fill those spots.
2: We're talking with our Cardinals insider, Tyler Drake. He's from ArizonaSports.com. Let's talk about the defensive side then with Vance gone. Obviously, you have a defensive-minded head coach in Jonathan Gannon, so who you hire for the defensive coordinator doesn't, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter as much, but let's be honest, they won't be in charge of the defense. I would think Gannon would be. So who are some options to fill that void? Yeah, yeah. The two names
1: that I've got right now are Covington, Demarcus Covington from New England, defensive line coach, and then Chicago Bears linebackers coach Dave Burgonzi, which uh interesting little tidbit is Burganzi and uh Petsing actually worked together, I believe, at Harvard back in the day. So little connection there. Uh Burgonzi and Gannon actually, I believe, worked together in Indy, so there's some connection there. So I mean really if you need everybody on the same page, those would be the three guys. I mean, they could link those three guys up right there, and, and I think they would kind of hit the ground running. Obviously, you've got to go through everything of building the team and what you want out of everybody, but that kind of screams like, hey, that's those are pretty big prospects to land those uh, coordinator jobs.
0: There's only so much that you can really gather. I'm not sure if you got a chance to you know, pass by conversation with him when he was there, but... Kyler Murray has been here the whole week rehabbing, was at the press conference on Thursday. Do you gather that he's excited about his new head coach?
1: Yeah, I think he is. I think the fact that he was among the guys that came out and watched him, I, and here's the other thing, there's a lot of offensive guys more than defensive guys. So mm. I think it was, one, what are they, what is he bringing to the table? And two, hey, let's go back our guy. And I think that's what you want your franchise quarterback. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of flack of, Where is he rehabbing? Is he in Arizona? Isn't he Dallas? But, I mean, he was here, here for Super Bowl week. There's a couple instances where he was out at events and things like that. So, it's I think for everybody that gives him a lot of flack, it was definitely something that they didn't want to see, but it was a good move from him, and it was a good move for the organization to see him in the front row. And and not only that, you know, he was talking to the family a little bit, and it wasn't just like, hey, I've got to be here. He actually, you could tell that he wanted to be there and, and see his head coach, you know, take the lead.
0: All right, I want to ask you about the draft because that's, outside of the coaching staff and putting that together, that's probably the next big thing on Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin Ford's plate You've been tracking all of the mock drafts that have been going up at all the places I want to center it on the two guys that have been linked the most Who do you think would be the better fit for the Cardinals between Alabama's Will Anderson and Georgia's Jalen Carter? Who do you like better?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I really think at this point you can't really go wrong with either uh, but I would say Jalen is probably my 1A and then Anderson's uh 1B. I think just having that guy to disrupt the interior would be crazy, crazy good and crazy impactful for this team that, you know, needs needs a little j- jolt there. And obviously I think whatever they decide is going to come down to what they decide with Zach Allen, because if they can bring Zach Allen back, get a guy like that in the middle, that's, that's going to be a really scary tandem. And it makes the J.J. Watt, you know, whole kind of, Not not completely filled, but at least there's you know a pathway out of it. So I think they can't go wrong with either. I think uh, Carter would be huge just because the dude seems like he could come in day one and really impact the game.
2: My last one for Tyler Drake, our Cardinals insider at ArizonaSports.com. It took roughly a month to hire the head coach. That whole process took maybe a little longer than some fans expected. Do you think that's because Jonathan Gannon was the guy they wanted all along and they were waiting for the Super Bowl to end or do you think that the Arizona Cardinals were forced to settle after several other candidates said no?
1: You know, I it's and this is going to sound like a cop-out answer, but I think it could be a little bit of both. I think it could have been hey, they might have had their sights set on a couple guys but at the same time Monty did have, you know, from what he told us had Gannon's name circled from before he was even a, the GM. So I think there was some interest to begin with, but I also do think it was kind of, hey, we've got to wait for this guy to really be available because of the, the when he got, when Os4 got hired and, and so on. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's, the, that's kind of the tough question right now. I think it was a little bit of both because it sounded like Dan Quinn could have been the guy. It sounded like maybe Brian Flores could have been the guy. Sounded like maybe even Sean Payton could have been the guy. But at the end of the day, it's Jonathan Gannon. And with what we've heard since then, you know, it sounds like he was among those candidates. It just wasn't really the reported guy until, you know, the day of the Super Bowl. And then from there, it was boom, boom, boom. So how they got it done so quickly kind of shows that, hey, it was Gannon for a while. But at the same time, I mean, I feel like you don't go through 10, 11 candidates without, you know, maybe having an idea of, hey, let's go with this guy or this guy.
0: Tyler, as always, thanks so much. Enjoy your holiday weekend, okay? No problem. Thanks, guys. That's Tyler Drake, our Arizona Cardinals lead writer, insider. We'll we'll give him whatever title we think fits him best. I don't know.
2: I've been using both. I don't know about you. I think a lot of people forget in a hiring process for a coach, too. It's a lot like free agency, right? Not every team can get their guy, the one person that they want. Not everybody can get the quarterback they want. So you have to figure out a plan B. Not everybody can get a head coach that they want. So you got to come up with a plan B and a plan C. And so I think to Tyler's point, I mean, maybe some of those other guys were plan A. And when it didn't work out, when Dan Quinn said, I'm comfortable in Dallas. And when Brian Flores said, I think I'm going to go to Minnesota. And Sean Payton said, I think Denver's my opportunity. Maybe Gannon was plan B or C or even further down the list, but always kind of in the back of their mind as he'll be available after the Super Hey, Bowl. maybe that's not the worst thing.